Welcome, 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 everyone, to Adventures into Reality. I am your host, Andrew Bartis, and I am joined today by Kathy Ma, my intrepid co-host. Hi, it's great to be here yet again. It's, again, another wonderful day where I am, and the air is just full of Thanksgiving preparation. <laughs> I love it. I, I really love this part of the American tradition, the Thanksgiving, be thankful for everything, and just the excitement it generates. Yes. So are you a pumpkin pie or an apple pie person? Well, I have had pumpkin pie twice now, and it was very nice. I'm I'm not sure what I'm going to be this year, <laughs> but I think it's going to be pecan pie this year. Ooh, pecan. Oh, 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 that's beautiful. Yes. <laughs> My mother-in-law loves making them, so I think she's going to make a pecan pie and a walnut pie. Ooh. So I, I am leaning towards the pumpkin pie because each and every year I would help my mom make the pumpkin pies. And then every now and then she would be do this amazing apple pie. And uh, I had a friend deliver a whole bunch of apples here. So I'm going to try to do apple pies and pumpkin pies this coming Thanksgiving. I'm going to make them shamantic pies. Oh, I like it. <laughs> the pieman. <laughs> exactly. The pieman. Ha <laughs> ha. That's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow but it is so exciting you know i haven't been around thanksgiving really that much um throughout my life so these few years are very exciting this year i'm really into it because uh i kind of missed halloween celebration in a, in a major way um so thanksgiving is it okay. <laughs> <laughs> immersing myself in american culture is wonderful i love it yes so full of all these these unique little things. So turkey, are you a turkey or are you a different kind of bird person? Because that's the other thing is people that have turkey on Thanksgiving versus leg of lamb versus duck or whatever cultural influence they have. Yes, definitely turkey. Um, you know, in Australia, we do turkey for Christmas as well. So mm -hmm. definitely turkey. But we're also doing a roast, uh, what do they call it? A roast beef on the grill. So it's like slow cooked for um, yeah. I think six or seven hours. Um, very nice. I know f for all the vegans out there, I'm, I'm sorry, but I, I do like it. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> it's Thanksgiving. Actually, I can have something. <laughs> yes, I love my omnivore side. Yeah. And... Um, I remember you telling me, was it last year this time, that the turkey has the trypto... Uh, yes. Yes, tryptophan, yes. Which yeah, is the, what you were saying, makes you sleepy afterwards, right? Yes, that is correct. It makes you sleepy. It's a, a natural amino acid that when you take it in, it's, it's more in the dark meat, I believe. So when you begin to eat it, it, it makes you get sleepy. And you can buy it in pills and, you know, you can take a 100 or 200 milligram and it may knock you out for two hours in deep, deep, deep sleep. And, or you may find yourself, you know, suddenly getting tired and sleeping, you know, six, seven, eight, nine hours. <laughs> it's good to know it's not the overgorging on all the food. It's actually something. It's actually the drip. Oh, the gorging, overgorging helps you just sleep longer. <laughs> I'm going to go with that's what it is. <laughs> that's what it is. There you go. We all have our truths that are self-evident to ourselves. <laughs> exactly. That's my reality. <laughs> and I'm sticking with it. Exactly. <laughs> oh, but there are so many things to be thankful for. 
happy this year has been a tough year for so many of us. I mean, it's good stuff has happened too, but also a tough year. But it's a time where you start to review the year already and start to count and list the things that you're thankful for. And that's, that's really an awesome thing. Yeah. You know, the things that I'm thankful for is all the, you know, friends and loved ones that have been in my life. So since this journey for the last, you know, nine months of this year, going on 10 months, almost 11, I'm thankful for all the audience that has stuck around through all the, the ups and the downs and the amazing people that keep calling in, asking for asking for advice from both Kathy and myself. I'm thank you for this world that's finally beginning to show a little bit of change. Mm, yes. You're so right. Everything you've listed, ditto. <laughs> but certainly, you know, the, it's the friends, the family, and all the support that we've had this year, um, especially the la later, the last few um, months has been great, and it, I'm very thankful for it. And it just reminds me how great humanity is. I mean, despite everything, so much of humanity is just so beautiful and wonderful and caring. I love it. Yeah. With that said, let's go to our first caller via Skype. Irene, are you there? Yes. Hello. How are you doing today? Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Vancouver, BC, Canada. Vancouver, BC, Canada. How did you find out about the show? Um, I found about you through my husband about a year ago. And first, uh, when I started listening to your material, it was super um, complicated for me. I didn't understand your words. And um, I got used to it after a while. So now I really enjoy listening to you. And I love the show. And I want to thank you and Kathy for making such a, a helpful and informing show and doing it e almost every week. So it's very amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. So what kind of questions do you want to ask today? So um, I'm studying architecture right now, and I have good knowledge of sustainability practices. And um, sacred geometry is another thing that I'm very uh, interested in. And feng shui, um, I know some of the basics of it, but I know that Kathy has a lot of knowledge about that. I have all these basic knowledges about these types of things, but I wonder how I can kind of combine them all together and, um, you know, make the best of it and, and, you know, use it as a career. And I'm hearing some voice on the background. Yeah, we're getting an echo from one of the callers, so make sure everyone is muted or we're going to have to hang up on you. So everyone, please mute. All right. Sorry about that, Irene. So you said you're studying architecture and sacred geometry? Yes, I'm studying architecture in school, but I'm also very interested in geometry, golden ratios, and all these ancient um, architectural practices that were sustainable. And the thing is that I'm trying to find uh, a good feng shui master here in Vancouver, or like any types of feng shui sources that are legit. You know, there are a lot of different types of practices or um, teachers that are around and most of them um, don't have really good access to um, good knowledges out there. So I was wondering if you can tell me how, how I can combine these all. And, you know, as a career, I, I, I wanted to ask you what you see with that for me. And also if you have any good sources, any books or any people that I could refer to, um, to listen to them, to get mm -hmm. the knowledges that I require. 
So you're looking to absorb the information of the geometry, apply it to your architecture, and make that a part of your business future plannings? Yes, yes. And to do like incorporate into my design. It's a it's a synthesis of knowledge is what you're really going to be creating. And how far into your architecture are you? Um, I still have one year left, but I also have a degree in civil engineering sustainability. So I, I'm, I'm aware um, to some extent about the practices in that field, but you know, just combining them all, I feel like it's a lot of information and, I, and I'm wondering like how I, to approach all of this because the, the landscaping feng shui, that's another thing that comes into uh, playing a huge role of where you choose the site and the orientation, obviously, of the building. I'm sure Kathleen has a lot of knowledge about this. So, okay. yeah, I was just wondering how I can find information on the basics that are very important and combine them all and what you see in the future career of mine regarding okay. all this. All right, so the first thing first is you're, you're, there's a, a lot of incomplete data points here. There are certain things about sacred geometry structures, such as the arch, the dome, that are regularly used and reused as part of architectural processing. So uh, whoever is echoing or is having issues, you're going to have to mute or we're going to have to hang up on you. It's really starting to be too much here. All right. So sorry about that. Um, some people just have a little issue with the, the technological mute button or Skype kind of comes through here. That's hard anyway, sometimes. So there's a, a lot of missing data points. So the first thing you want to do is study the arch. The arch is the one of the most important geometric structures that is that is out there, as well as the dome. Um, how familiar are you with domes? Um, I haven't really looked into it, but it kind of makes sense to me because it's kind of a has a round shape and probably lets the energy flow. Right. Yeah. So it also gives you the calculations for pi. Mm. So the dome is a ratio of pi, and the pi also relates directly to your consciousness. So if you know where pi is in the center of the dome, you'll have perfect echolocation. This is something as a future architect, you have to take into the center of your spiritual being because you are creating something that is by design to be aesthetically pleasing to the seen world and beneficial to the unseen world. That is why you'd use sacred geometry built within architecture to create a flow of energy, a synthesis of the mind, body, and spirit. So as it moves through the, the, the structure, the place, as you go from place to place, the energies are in a rise and a fall. So studying the dome and the arch is really important. Something else, for your own personal benefit, learn how to build an arch. And you can go and do this out of simple bricks. You can go and buy 30, 40 bricks and make a very small arch and, you know, build the wood structure underneath it. You can go on YouTube and how to, how to build an arch. Um, it's important that you have that hands-on experience, not because you're supposed to be a constructor. It's the visualization process of its creation, the setting in of the keystone. Because when you're building architecture, there'll be several dozen expressions of keystones throughout the building. Mm 
And those will be your energetic focal points in which you would insert a different piece of material into those keystone areas to amplify the energy that's coming from the pressure of the arch or the dome. Does that make sense to you? Um, so do you mean that arches and dome is kind of a, the, the main point that brings in good energy into the home? It's the first two concepts human beings began incorporating into their bigger buildings. From that, multiple other architectural formats based off of geometry as well as feng shui were created. So I want to bring Kathy in here a moment to talk about structures and buildings that may relate to feng shui and energy, how it will apply to your bigger vision of becoming an architect of energy for mm -hmm. homes, buildings, houses, cars, whatever. Mm -hmm. Hi, Irene. Hello, Kathy. Um, so one of the things, I mean, what you've, <laughs> you've, you've covered so many range of things, I'm struggling to think where to start. <laughs> Um, I think, okay, first things first, I think the the um, interest you have in feng shui is very good. Um, your basic concept of what it is and how to incorporate it is very good. So I like that. I love the interest that you have in it. I think it's going to be very difficult to find someone who is, mm, let's say, of a good standard that suits you in your location. Mm -hmm. um, so that might be, you might have to consider doing something like that, more of an online kind of thing with someone who is not necessarily in the same even country as you are. Mm -hmm. Because I think that the people that you will resonate with are really not based over on your side. They're more mm -hmm. in Asia side. So that is going to be one thing. But for me, when I look at your energy, I would probably say that this is something I would probably recommend to you a bit later down the line rather than earlier. Because it's it's a very involved, um, let's call it, topic. So with everything you have on your plate right now, I am a little bit concerned that it would all be too much. Because there's actually, for, when you just do a little bit, uh, a feng shui and get a basic knowledge it isn't terribly time consuming but once you start to get a bit involved with it it really does consume you daily and it, it, with everything going on in your life right now and upcoming I think the time management would be a problem for you on all levels um, so if you were to do something like that I would probably say maybe look at that a bit later next year rather than earlier because mm -hmm. by then I think you will just by natural um, I don't like the word coincidence. Let's say natural synchronicity. Mm. You will encounter someone that that is suits your purposes that you can do via the internet, uh, online, that, that kind of um, structure. Mm -hmm. But when you look around that time, you will easily find who suits you. Okay. Um, so then, another point about the feng shui is when you are looking at it in a complete cycle, a complete, um, let's call it a project, one of the things that you will find that is very helpful for, you, helpful for you when you're doing design work is that it gives you a completely different way to look at it. Like if you can imagine every day you go through your life and you look at things like say three-dimensional, four-dimensional, that, that kind of imagery. 
-hmm. what Feng Shui will do for you will add like a sixth, seventh, eighth dimension. So you will come looking at it from, it, it's almost like if you are making this up now, it's almost like you were standing in space and looking down. You know, mm -hmm. it completely changes the way you view things, but it doesn't change it completely so that what you would create is so different. It just turns your way of view, which then turns things that you're already going to create into something a bit different. So you're, um, so I guess what I mean more is, let's imagine if you were to build a house and, you know, all houses, let's say, have four walls and a roof. Mm -hmm. That wouldn't change, but which way the door faces in that particular um, location on that particular road on that slope where the sun rises doesn't rise things like that that would be influenced by the feng shui aspect so by not incorporating or learning more about it till later next year it won't hinder you i guess is what i'm saying it will only enhance what you're doing later with everything that you've learned by then mm -hmm. uh, so you're explain that well Yes. So you're suggesting me to more focus on the sacred geometry side of it and explore, as Andrew was saying, the arches and the domes and the fire yes. ratios and all of that for now. And then yes. later on, getting to feng shui aspect of it. Yes, because once you've got all your building blocks, as Andrew has described, then you'll look at it from a different angle. But to do it the other way around would be complicated and confusing. Mm -hmm. And also another question I had from Andrew, um, you don't see a lot of domes and arches uh, being incorporated into the buildings here in Vancouver that much. So um, what I'm trying to say is that are there any other aspects you're, uh, you're suggesting? Obviously, I'm going to study all these, but are there any other things that the clients uh, would prefer here in this location more that that's that I should be taking a look at regarding the as, you know, geometry as an, and everything. As an architect, being a, helping them select the land, mm -hmm. that is a surveyor, but a spiritual surveyor also. So that can be something you can begin to make little pilgrimages to places that are new developments that haven't been that the, the bulldozers really haven't come in or the bulldozers have just made roads and visualize where the house would be mm -hmm. and then feel the energy of the land where, where should the house be placed and 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 begin mastering that you know just by going to the developments that are under development you know it doesn't matter what level to just walk in there they usually don't care and begin to visualize that bigger process. What would this development be? How could I incorporate d community developments into my geometry of the way the roads fit? If you want to think on that bigger scale, on a more interdependent scale, getting a, let's say, mm, a big list of bunch of properties that are for sale and then just going to them. You know, it doesn't cost you anything. <laughs> You know, it's just go and look and then begin visualizing, begin your own drawings. It's important that you draw, whether it's on the computer or paper, it doesn't matter. You know, still at times hand drawing may inspire you more. Mm -hmm. Having a portfolio of self-driven material so that, you know, you just come to a space and, you know, well, you may like the house, but, you know, in your own mind, you could tear it all down and build something new. You know, you're not intending to buy the place. So yeah. surveying land, being willing to take pilgrimages to see existing buildings and structures, 
And then as you begin your research on domes, you'll discover that they actually sell what are called inflatable concrete domes. Have you ever heard of that? Yes, uh, they're, they're putting, I guess, concrete on top of a, like a balloon shape and then just popping yeah. the balloon. Pretty much. Sometimes they don't even pop the balloon. It, it just oh. erects into a structure and then they spray concrete over it and mm -hmm. underneath. And literally you can erect a 60-foot con concrete dome in like 10 hours. Wow. Yeah, have a, and then you just have to you know, run the power, the lighting, and all that other stuff. So you may want to look into that and begin some of your own simplistic designs. And they've, they've even gotten some of these dome things down where you can buy your own kits and make like doghouse versions of them and stuff like that. Um, so building your own. Have you ever heard of Pharaoh's Cement? Pharaoh's Cement? No, I haven't. Okay, so it's another type of building material that came up, you know, thousands of years ago. It's basically a very fast, hard-drying cement. And in a lot of second and third world countries, what they do is they take ferro cement and they build this, this like little tank that holds water in them. Or they build a tank that has a little dome over them so that it, it can hold rainwater or act as an above ground cistern. Oh. And all it is is concrete on, on very thin chicken wire. And you just have to learn to mix your concrete, and then you're able to make a variety of things. And many civil engineer groups that actually do civil engineering do what's called a concrete canoe. And they actually build it out of ferro cement, a 20, 30, 40-foot canoe, totally made out of concrete. It floats the whole nine yards because it is using the shape and size of water resistance and then the amount of weight that's going to be in it. So it's important that you look at some of the building materials and begin building just small-scale stuff. Learn how to build a bucket out of it, you know, and then a bucket with a dome. You know, you can also do it out of clay. You know, that's something else many, many people before architecture was, was done, they would do things out of wood or clay. Oh, you know, yeah. building miniature versions of stuff. And clay is one of those things, if you keep it moist, you could build a, you design a whole community, a house, the whole nine yards. Oh, wow. I actually have some experience with sculpting, so... I should probably get on that as well. <laughs> right. Go buy a, you know, an eight-pound block of clay. It costs you about $25, and you can just keep using it over and over and over again. And since you have experience sculpting, you probably got the cutting tools and stuff and shapes and forms. Mm -hmm. Yes, I do. And that allows you to experiment with some, let's just call them more megalithic concepts, such as, like, have you ever heard of the, old, the dolmens that are spread all, around the, the, all over the world? Dolmens? Yes, basically it's a, it's a building that has four megalithic slabs that are walls with one little hole and a megalithic slab on the top is a roof. And it is by design a high energy, high frequency place that beings that live inside it get great benefit out of. The stone is, a, is a, a type of limestone that has crystal in it so it's constantly creating an electrical pulse pressure. It's known as the piezoelectric effect. You can build houses the same way. You get big, big pieces of stone that are still movable, and you stack them, and you make four walls. You put a megalithic roof on top of it, and you have a hole. The rest is designing the home inside. All right, that is our music, and we will come back from the break. We will continue with this conversation.
And welcome back, everyone. Irene, you still there? Yes. So did you have any questions that you wanted to ask about what I said? Any areas that you want me to go in further? I'm actually, I feel like I need to research a lot right now. And I'm super excited because of the things that you gave me, the keywords. And um, at this point, I think I just have to do a lot of research about these to understand because I just looked up megalithic um, slabs and they all look like pieces of rocks to me. So I have to, you know. Yeah, they're just pieces of rock that are stacked on top of each other using the science of, of, of stone behind it. Um, so have, uh, I was telling you about the concrete domes and the inflatable domes. Mm -hmm. uh, the inflatable domes um, also have regular inflatable buildings. So that is something else for you to research, that you're at a point where you're trying to synthesize and marry Art, traditional architecture that does incorporate some form of sacred geometry building. Another form is is learning how to do it in a 3D program. Have you become familiar with um, any architecture programs or drafting programs yet? Um, yes, I'm working with AutoCAD right now, but uh, the thing is that I, I still am not very confident with my 3D, but um, I'm getting there. So it should be taking less than a half a semester. <laughs> so I want to bring Kathy in here to help bring some drive and focus to some of this study and how to, uh, you know, stay grounded with it and how to move forward with it. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Irene, did, how much more study did you say you had yeah. to finish this course? Sorry, right, I missed that. Uh, about a year and a half left. Okay. Yeah. Mm. How long was the course altogether? Um, it's a two-year program right now that I'm... You know, it's a three-year program, which they have squeezed into two years. So, yeah. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> wonder you a have a lot to do. <laughs> yes. Next time I'm having 12 courses, so. Right. Okay. Yeah. Not one for dilly-dally, are you? <laughs> <laughs> Don't have time to waste. Got to wake people yeah, up. Yeah, <laughs> I can see. You know, when I look at your energy, you know, I love the way it's just so bubbly and bright. You know, you, you really are a ray of sunshine. And, I, you know, I applaud all the challenges you've bitten off right now, but I'm a little bit concerned that you're going to get tired. I think you already are a bit tired. And if you continue at this pace, let's say over the next six months, your energy levels do worry me a little bit. What I would like you to do is really look at what you do day to day. I would like you to employ time management. And when I say time management, I mean, mm, more effective slash in my eyes better time management in that you allow yourself more time to relax because more? <laughs> yeah. i'm relaxing all the time like, i'm trying yes all but you know surfing on the internet is not that relaxing mm -hmm. like your mind is still going when i mean when i say relax i mean you know check out from everything you know just go walk your dog and meet someone and chat about something completely different or, you know, on a day, you know, something that is not related to your everyday schedule. Okay. Because if you don't start taking more care of yourself and having more, I'm, I'm just going to call it good slash proper rest. I don't like those words, but I can't think of better words right now. But the essence of it is that you have to be, more mindful of your body and your mind 
because if you keep at this pace, you will just drain yourself. And when you drain yourself, not only are you going to be tired and stressed, your creativity will not come the same. And then you will start to chastise yourself because you can't think of the creativity that you normally can tap into. So it, it's a, it's a more like a a strong suggestion that you slow down here and there. <laughs> okay, but do you also suggest like meditating? Because the free time that I have that I count as relaxing, I, I usually love to take naps. And, um, you know, these are parts of my, my own schedule that I try to incorporate. But you're telling me that it's better to change it up, to go for a walk and rather relax in those types of ways. Um, not one or the other it, it's I'm not saying don't do that I'm saying incorporate more time to do oh. things that uh you know change your schedule a bit right or okay. amend your schedule a little bit to incorporate let's call it more your body and mind fun things that are different mm -hmm. to what you're doing now oh. so you know for some people it's going to a spa for days some people it's you know walking the dog some people's outdoors camping it you know it's okay. whatever it is for you but it has to be some change to what you're doing now, currently. Okay, and more discipline and time management. Correct, because you get so involved. I mean, your your brain works at such a fast pace. I'm sure it's quite exhausting. Your friends and family might find it exhausting sometimes talking to you because <laughs> you, you jump topics so fast because your brain moves so fast. And the rest of us are like, what? Wait, what? <laughs> that was three topics ago. What are you talking about now? <laughs> And, you know, you, and, and that's great. I love that about your brain, right? So don't get me wrong. I'm not saying don't do that. I'm just saying you have to acknowledge that your brain works at super fast rates. So for you to do something that turns it off and it can relax and do something different is much more challenging than one would think. For, for the average person, it's not as hard as it's going to be for you. Mm -hmm. right? Okay. And, and that's because it's, it's your mind. So to simplify it, think of yourself like, just do a cartoon image of yourself and think of your brain and it has to be the couch potato in whatever way that works for you. <laughs> Body, brain, so just calm down my brain. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but if you, if you can do this and if you can incorporate that, you will be surprised at how much more clarity your brain has over time and how much more energy your body has over time. And, okay. and that will be the, the, the two things that will show you that you're doing the right thing. Even though you, you're a bit like, oh, it doesn't feel right to be just doing nothing or relax or do you know fun things just here and there when I should be studying or whatever. But it's like when you get back into your routine, you will understand what I mean because you can see and feel the effects. Okay, I will pay attention to that. Yeah, um, it, it's a hard it's hard one for people whose mind works really fast. So anyway, going back to your study, to me, I'd say if you can incorporate that into your everyday life, I would say you will have no problem in finishing your course on expected schedule. Mm -hmm. If you cannot incorporate that, I worry a little bit in that you may just become too burnt out and then have to struggle and not... Um, maybe not finish on time or possibly not the way you wanted. Okay. But do you also see the career-wise that I once I um, finish this course that I can just, you know, incorporate 
what I want and like how do you see this as a career career wise for me um, regarding I, the abundances that that come towards me? I think when you finish all your study, because to me this doesn't look like the only thing you're gonna do. To me, it looks like you add something else after this. But let's say when all your groundwork is done, all your I don't like to say study, let's say all your schooling that you enforce upon yourself <laughs> is complete, then I think you will be surprised in how well you do in that what you're going to do, you morph into something a bit different to your original plan. So let's say, for example, you're planning to do architecture. What you'll end up doing will be a form of architecture, but not exactly architecture, not in the in the traditional way that you're thinking. Yes. But, but what you morph into, I love it because really no one does that. Mm. So you are going to be in a position where you're almost a pioneer in the type of service that you're going to provide. So that aspect of it, I love it. But your learning and the things that you've talked about today are definitely a huge part, a big majority of what you'll be doing. But as the next few years come along, you will incorporate even more things than you can possibly possibly imagine into all that to morph it into your final product. Mm -hmm. And it, it will be very good. Very good. I, I can't even think of a good word except very good. Okay, that's exciting. <laughs> yes, it is very exciting. And certainly, yes, it will bring you financial abundance. So in that sense, it's like, you know, when you're, when you're learning and you're struggling, it's like, oh, you know, when I'm going to earn some serious money, you know, it's like, oh, very well, but, you know, I really want to buy a new TV or this or that. <laughs> How long do I have to suffer through this? <laughs> you know, it, when when you're complete and you have all everything, your plan in place, you will have your abundance that you're looking for. And that will come fast for you once you start promoting, because the first thing you do will just morph. The, the word of mouth will be strong. Mm -hmm. So have confidence in that. Definitely. And okay, you know you got a little bit to go yet, but it does come, so don't worry about it. Okay. So, do you also see any health blockages or any types of current blockages that are kind of slowing me down, other than not relaxing? Have you got any feet issues? Feet? I'm not that I'm aware of. No. Have I you? Want to get massage. Do you, sorry. <laughs> I love foot massage. <laughs> do you feel that um, sometimes you know your feet are kind of not achy, but they're like um, tight? I guess is. Yeah, word. I would say my heels when I'm standing on my feet for a long time. Mm. You know, one of the things that you you can do for that is of course the, the you know the footies they're absolutely fantastic and have such great benefits um but one of the things that you can do as well is you for yourself is learn the points in the feet you know the reflexology points mm -hmm. um you can even look it up online there's charts everywhere yeah. showing you which points are, are what because you can do a lot of self-massage yourself. I mean, reflexology. Of course, it's nice to having someone else do it, but still, it is something that's worth pursuing because okay. everything on your body, above your feet, basically, is related to your feet. So, mm -hmm. for example, you know, when you're having your menstrual cycle, there are certain spots that you can rub on your foot that will actually alleviate 
um, period pains, that lower back ache, the puffiness. And when you massage your own feet, you'll actually find that the part that you're massaging also appear to be a bit puffy. It's weird, but mm -hmm. that's just the way it works. But I think you will find that that certainly helps you a lot. Okay. But sometimes when you feel a bit, you know, lightheaded or you have sudden hunger pangs, same thing. You can do your feet and okay. that will make a big difference. It sounds weird. And sometimes, of course, you're not in a convenient location to, <laughs> to access yeah. your foot when you're yeah. feeling like this. But, you know, you can always pop into the bathroom or something and, you know, no one's really going to question you if you're gone for a couple of minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely try to incorporate that because I'm aware of the different types of points on the foot that relates to the body and organs. Yeah. I, have and, a, I, I have a question here. When you're studying, do you turn your body into a pretzel with your legs, like under your under your butt or anything like that? Yes, I and I do get sometimes knee pains from that. Like I cross my legs. And, yeah. yeah. So that is causing major issues with disconnection to your to your your coccyx and your sacronella on the left and the right of your sacrum. The sacronellus holds what holds exocranial fluid. So when you find yourself sitting like a pretzel on your chair for long periods of time, that is your body actually trying to tell you something's going on with your energy functions. So observe, you know, what are my legs doing? Why are they like this? Am I in a scenario where I'm really not studying and I'm half studying and my body turns into the pretzel? Meaning if it's doing that, you got to either A, stop the mechanical pretzeling process or stop studying. Okay. Yeah? okay. It's okay. recognizing what Kathy was saying, taking real time off. Mm -hmm. So okay. there are times when you study, you know, it's more than an eight hour day of physical work. You know, it takes a tremendous amount of power to process stuff. That's true. To learn it. That's not just rote memorization. To actually learn it because you're intending to do this for a career that's going to take you off into the future. Yeah, and I need a healthy body for that. Right. Well, not just that. You don't want to practice at mediocrity. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's that's your worst thing you could do is graduate as a media mediocre student. Yeah, that's true. that would be against everything that is you. Yeah. Okay. So engage the sacred discipline. Make a make a choice. Am I recreationally learning because I've got to put my nine hours in today to study this? Or am I really ready to just take a break and say, I'll come back at it when I'm more focused and I can do nine hours of work in six? Yeah. The thing is that I sometimes neglect the way my body feels because I have so much um, school work to do. So I, I need to pay more attention to that and take it more seriously. Do you okay. have access to a swimming pool? Um, no, not no. Not, there's no public swimming pools anywhere you could go well, to? Well, there is one close to me, yes, actually, yeah. So what about so the – that's a good – Okay, so make it a regular process to go there twice okay. a month to start swimming. Okay, twice a month. Okay. Even if it's only 20 minutes or 30 minutes, you, you've made it out, you've made the journey, you, you get in the water so your body can begin unraveling all of the excess stress that it's holding on to. Mm-hmm. Because I used to have some really bad neck pain as well, and uh, I started seeing a Cairo, and now it feels better. Can you see something with my neck as well? Because I had a lot when, of problems with that. What, what started the neck pain? When did it come come through to you? 
Um, I actually, it started the pain became noticeable when I was going to fashion school and I had my head down for eight, nine hours at a time. And, um, yeah, I noticed the pain there, but I believe it has been probably developing before that as well, because I do kind of have, have had bad posture before. So, um, yeah, I'm trying to work on that now. Okay, so the the actual issues with the muscle from your occiput under your left and your right ear down into your shoulder blades. So that muscle has gotten extremely stressed, and inside that muscle is a set of nerves that are constantly firing. And that is causing your head to go left and to go right. And when you had your head down for that period of time, it accentuated your C6 and your C7 and your cervical and your in your cervical spine. So the chiropractor, what he did is adjusted your occiputs and your C6 and cervical spine so that they're in alignment. You have to figure out what you can do to bring your body back in alignment that doesn't include somebody having to you know, do the chiropractic adjustment. So there are yoga maneuvers that you should begin to look at that will stretch the shoulder blades, the neck, et cetera, et cetera, and begin to okay. make you, you incorporate that. Like every 35 minutes of studying, you have a little alarm clock that goes off and says, do five minutes of stretching. And make that every much apart. Not only will you learn faster because you regularly have that stretching process, but you will also discover it's easier to do in the long run. I will definitely. Um, also, um, can I still ask another question or? Sure. <laughs> I feel bad. Um, so um, I've been talking to, I'm not sure if you're aware of him, um, Jay, and he has told me that I do have uh spirit in, inside like some people do have that mm-hmm. it's called source spirit and yeah. that with that um with the energy you're able to literally brain uh, i mean grow brain size and change dna in people and all of that so do you have can can i hear your perspective that is, on that as that, well? that is all in potential but what is your focus now your focus is school Yes. So if your intention is to be that focus, then school will literally not mean and have the same process for you. Okay. So is that so your potential? So just put that on the side. <laughs> um, no, it is something that you need to begin to slowly study on your own for something that is a hobby. Like I use the terms for fun and for free. It's just something you do for fun until one day that it starts clicking in your recreational brain. I want to make this sacred learning. So that you have some type of background in it, finding the right books or listening to the right shows or at least going to, you know, on the Internet and beginning a a common search and have a document that says, all right, I looked at this. I watched this video. So you have a running concept of what that could mean. So could you be a hands-on healer? Absolutely, yes. And I know Kathy will 100% agree with that, too. It is a different type of choice than being educated in the way that you are now. Kathy, what, what what do you have to add to that? I agree with you. It is something that is definitely capable, um, that you're capable of and can be fostered, but it's a time constraint. It You know, choices have to be made. <laughs> <laughs> Not enough time. Can I time travel? <laughs> can you teach me the art of time traveling? In time, you can learn how to time travel. <laughs> It's not an instant gratification skill. 
it, it, it really is something that it's a very personal choice. Um, and certainly you're completely capable of taking that to other levels. But it really is going to be a time constraint. Like you, you will have to make choices. So I, I definitely agree with Andrew. This is something that you can, you know, do on the side for as a hobby for now while you pursue other goals once you get into it to take it to other levels then you really do need that time which at the moment you don't have yeah or, or in the near future <laughs> <laughs> so okay, definitely I can it's just something do it that's on worth my learning about yeah on and off and then you know when you're ready if you feel that way inclined it's certainly something that you can pursue mm-hmm. okay and do you uh that's the last one. Um, my husband got deported about a year ago uh, from Canada. And do you see any time soon that we're going to be united again? Because it's taking way too long. And if, if there's any other types of ceremonies that I could do besides reading the revocations, because, we, because we've been doing that um, very frequently together. Okay. So in other words, you mean he was with you in Canada and then yes. due to immigration recently was deported and you've been trying to go through all the paperwork and get him back in the country. Yes, a year uh, ago. He got deported. Without, without too much success in the meantime. Like, besides the revocations, what else have you done? Um, just, like, giving good energy to it that we're going to, you know, it's going to go fast and removing the blockages as we can energetically but nothing that we can do like we, we're still waiting for the interview for them to tell us when to do the interview and you know it's just very slow mm. where was he important to venezuela you have talked to him too andrew okay okay yeah joel yes i remember i remember him now all right i so. was there at that time yes i i don't know if you're going to see him in the next six months um, you know, I, I would concur with that. I yeah. was looking to, and, you know, it, it doesn't seem so simple. It, it's w- whatever the paperwork it was is doing or whatever the situation was, it doesn't seem like a very clear-cut case. It seems complicated. Um, so in that sense, I would say you're probably going to be looking at maybe you should think about do you want to go and visit him for a little while? Um, Because to me, whatever paperwork you have lodged, it's not going to be enough. More has to be done. Whether you don't have all the um, documents that are needed or his particular case is very complicated, I mean, um, more complex than normal, hard to distinguish. But to me, it's like a lot more documents need to be sent in. A few more forms have to go on yet. So it would, yeah, I I don't even, (laughs) I don't even know if six months would do it, to be honest. But is it going to work out eventually because? Eventually, yes. But to me, it's just not so simple. simple. Um, And it's like, not only do more documents need to be filed, more forms need to be filled. Um, A certain amount of waiting of time must happen. so I would have thought under a year is not very realistic, to be honest, uh, which is why I'm saying maybe you could visit him for a while. But ultimately, you will 
be able to have success with it. It's just going to take a lot longer than you had hoped. Okay, so even it could be in a year. That's what you're saying. I'd say the. To me, the earliest would be a year, but oh, wow. also within that time, more documents need to be filed mm -hmm. uh, and a couple more forms need to be filled in. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, that, that's just, um, I think possibly at the beginning you didn't, maybe were given the wrong information about what to do or not enough information. so. Some of the stuff that you discover that you need to do, you think you'll think, well, why didn't they tell me that at the beginning? <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, yeah, because they told us. Thing. Yeah, they told us every like we don't have to send anything else in, and that we are waiting, that we are in a lineup for an interview. So that's all we got from them. But I don't know. And it, it'll be some time before you get any message from them. Yeah. <laughs> so, on a background <laughs> note, you should realize the reason you are separated is because of the ancestral energies of Canada and Venezuela. So there are some reflections on ceremonies that deal with offerings to the ancestors of both Venezuela and Canada in the specific areas you are. And to see that as not necessarily the opposition, but more like speed bumps along the road that slow the process down. So if the two of you can be on the phone or on Skype like you are now, and both of you do an ancestral ritual together and resolving the energies from side to side, you can use the advanced artificial intelligence, sentience, revocation, or any of the other ones that I have on invoking the ancestors. And then creating your own that says, whatever is blocking the two of you being together that is in the past, present, or future, my, dis my, my ancestors or my descendants, that you're beginning to break the contracts, vows, and agreements with them, or redefining of how the ancestors work with you. I talk about the ancestral soup. This is a perfect example. The two of you, over a Skype conversation, can both simra soup at the same time, using your same form of prayers and revocations, and then spread it simultaneously, bringing balance to the two sides. Okay. So what can we offer them? <laughs> you mentioned energy, offering. Energy, your story. Um, That's what they want to know. They want to know your energy, your story, your action plans. So call upon them. Call upon them. All right, darling, we got to let you go. That is our break. Okay. And when we come back, we're going to move on to the next caller. Thanks okay, a lot. Okay, thanks so much. Thank you. Well, our caller, you're going to have to be quiet there. So our next caller is going to be Attila. Your name and where you're calling from? Attila, are you there? Take yourself off mute. <laughs> Hi. Hello, Attila. Where are you calling from today? I am Emilia. My husband is Attila, so I use the Skype. So, okay. Hello. So, your name is Emilia. So you're gonna to have to turn your radio down in the background. I hear an echo from you. All right. Are you there? Yeah. You you have to un. Hello. Yeah. Okay. There you are. Now you hear me? Yeah, I yep. can hear you now. Oh. So I am Emilia. Mm -hmm. I'm calling you from Canada. Hello, Amelia. Sorry for my language is not the best. I have accent okay. because it's not my first language. It's okay. And I thank you very much for you guys what you're doing and for having me. Okay. So how did so you find out about us? Uh, YouTube, JP show, uh, places like this. 
Very good. Sure. So what kind of questions what? do you want to ask? Well, uh, many things happened with me, so I really like to hear my galactic history, if it's possible. Okay, what is your na your full name and date of birth? It's uh, my uh, 11th of June, 1968. And my uh, name of birth is Emilia Such, Sucks. It's Hungarian name. Okay, I, that's all I need to know. Just tune in a second okay. here. So, the last time, lifetime you led before this lifetime is the setup for your galactic history. It's very common at this era that a lot of people save their, their hardest processes to the end. And that is what's going on with your life. Some of the most ancient things that have been going on in your soul's history are waiting to resolve here at the end. And that is how you deal with the hierarchical order, how you deal with the system as a spiritual exchange system and not for what it is as a density manifest exchange system. So your last lifetime um, would have been 1936, 37, 38 is right about where your life would have ended and you would have had your life review. That lifetime you were um, a general in an army in, um, I want to say Prussia because it's, the, the the German areas, the Prussian German areas of the, the north of the Baltic Sea. I'm sorry, of the Black Sea. So that particular area was heavily, heavily bound to your spirit. You had probably been at least the last 30 lifetimes before that involved in that ancestral lineage battle for control of that particular area. So you ended your war lifetime, but the end of that, and though even though World War II started right after that, you spent your time in the astral world deprogramming yourself from war, going through the master updates of everything that you had learned from war, and ending your reincarnation process. Now that you're an incarnating being, this lifetime you have access and available available to some of your more ancient light body information, light body missions. So I'm going to go 2,600,000 years ago. That's roughly when you first arrived here at Earth as a multidimensional, multifunctional being um, who was an Orion via original DNA lineage, but you had also lived on other worlds as a spirit. So you just identified with the Orion homeworld. And when you arrived here, you began immediately functioning with the DNA at a higher level. Um, this is where you began to discover the DNA had time travel qualities to it. And many of the Ryans that visited this area figured out how to use their DNA to time travel individually for themselves, separate of the society and what their society was trying to imprint on a world. And what this brought is a way for you to make your soul much older than it actually is, to rapidly advance and learn things um, as an I am who was going through a set of processes, you inevitably brought yourself back to the Lemurian area 54 million years ago. And this is where you as the soul who wasn't fully ready to be a 54 million year old Lemurian on a seventh density seed planet found themselves entangled in a, in a vast time travel expression that turned out to be a war that caused great destructions on this planet and other solar systems too. So the bigger macro section is a is a higher being of light. You stepped into a lower frequency and went right back to the higher frequency as a lower density being, putting yourself through what's called forced evolution. 
So you have been on this blazing path, the forced evolution. This is the lifetime where there is no forced evolution, where you as the sovereign free will being get to make the chart your own course, make your own signature frequencies of teachings and stand up in your power as a heart space connected soul who can add to the whole, who can add to the frequency of unity, who can be a shamantic practitioner. For the times that you weren't in war, you were the healer. For whatever there is war, there is a need for healers, healers on the shamantic level who can do spiritual psychic surgery. And this is something that is throughout your, your Akashic record history on this world and many other worlds where you have um, learned the spiritual surgical techniques of, of light frequency. So if a being of light gets shattered into three or four colors, you're able to reassemble the color frequency of the being back to its original light stream matrix. So what are you doing this lifetime for a job? Hey, believe it or not, I'm sewing leather jackets at home. <laughs> Sewing leather jackets. I'm not selling, sewing. Oh, I'm making them. Okay. So I'm a home worker now, and since I'm in Canada, so not. Um, Do you like doing the job? I start to feel it's enough. Okay. Well, that is another I, example of following the slave system. And you're at a time where you have to break out of the slave system and find a way to do more of your heart's desire. Um, have you ever this, seen? This is the first uh, first uh, thing for what uh, for why I am calling you because uh, I I know I have to change something and uh, to okay. to ask your opinions in which direction to go. All right. So I want to bring Kathy in here to talk about job, confidence, and breaking the old mold of, of what's projected on you. Hi, Amelia. Hi, Kathy. Nice to How long, and nice to talk to you too. How long have you been, uh, is it, are you in Canada now? Yes, I'm in Canada, I'm in Laval. How long have you been there? We came 20 years ago. Okay, so, as, as, sorry? As refugees, as immigrants, we came okay. here from Romania. Mm -hmm. But and, uh, we are sorry. Hungarians, so. Okay, so have you been doing this line of work f this whole time, the sewing the jackets, or did you do something before? Before we came here, there too, I I had my own company. So there I used to make these kind of things, but there I, I was the one who created them. So uh, I designed them. I, it was a different kind of job like now. When we came here, we start in the, I started in the factories and I start to work for who I was able to to survive mm -hmm. and uh, 13 years ago I started working at home. Mm -hmm. So For the first seven it, years I was outside then I started working home. Okay so it's the same line of business in a sense the same type of business from 
before you went to Canada and what you're doing now, just in a different way. Yeah, yeah exactly. There I, I had my business side also, but here only production. Uh, I see what you mean. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, so when I look at what's going on for you in terms of, let's, let's just call it money, career, work, things like this, to me it looks like, you know, you've got to a certain point where you're at a – it's like a, how do we say it? It's like a, a stable, like doesn't go up, doesn't go down. It's like a, a level kind of a place right now. To me, it looks like the work itself that you're doing is okay. I don't think you consider this very fulfilling, but it's uh, something that you can do. You can get from A to B. Um, when I look at the potential for what you could do with what you have now, I think at the moment, the market is very down. So it's very difficult for you to change it up or make any big changes to, let's say, increase your production or increase your market at this point. To me, it looks like you will be offered something probably um, later next year. So that is like in the second part of next year. So let's say after July, between July and December 2017, I think you will find that someone approach you and asks you if you would like to do some type of business together. It is related to what you're doing, but not the same. So I wish to do something which it has my sole purpose. I don't know for sure yet what it is, but mm -hmm. uh, yes, I understand. Um, I certainly your, feel your... that I have to make some steps in some other direction, and that's. Mm -hmm. But it's not, not sure which direction to go. But, right. Uh, yeah. What What you will find is next year, after July. So July 2017 to December 2017, someone will approach you to do something together. The reason they find you is um, because they already know what kind of things you do. But what they ask you to do together is not exactly the same. It is related, but not the same. Um, and it also involves sourcing, which is from, um, like, sourcing is like... Uh, getting uh, products or getting raw materials um, from somewhere else, so not Canada. And this is one of the reasons that this person approaches you because of your knowledge and your contacts from other places. So before then, before July 2017, I think it would be very difficult to find something different to do that would be the same amount of money let's say, to make it simple. But I would probably say the easiest thing to do would just be keep doing what you're doing and wait to see what happens next year. Because when you are asked to do this opportunity, whether I tell you this or not, it will still happen. And whether I advise you to do it or not, you will still do it. But I think it's a good idea because it helps you get out of the rut, uh, it helps you get out of the cycle you're in right now. It's a positive move and it draws on your knowledge and your 
personality and your contacts, which you don't even realize or understand that you have just yet, because at the moment you don't see the value in it. But when you are approached with this opportunity, you suddenly understand the value that you hold for the right people. And this is what's important. I think it's a very exciting and positive thing that is coming up for you. I, I like it a lot. S sounds okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had okay. this this position before when I I did but how to to put it? Uh, I everything was possible for me. Mm. Never thought it's impossible something. So I was in that position already mm, mm. before to to came here. Right. But now somehow I don't know why because things are happened for me. I I feel like I have some some serious more serious things to do or something. I I feel some call in or spiritual direction or something like that. Mm -hmm. I understand. Um, it's, it's very hard to sometimes just uh, to keep doing what you're doing when you know it is not the thing that is fulfilling you. Um, and, you know, when you have people like us say, you know, or me saying, you know, it's going to happen a bit later. It, it is difficult because, you know, no one is that patient and you also always have the worry in your mind and the, could it happen, could it happen? You know, there's all these things that are going on in your head and in your emotions. So one of the things also you can do in the in-between the in is you can also explore other avenues of yourself you know, because you're a very multi-talented, multi-faceted being. Um, so one, one of the other things you can also even explore is the possibility of doing healing. Is that something that you have interest well, in before? Well, I, I just felt since I have some some spiritual experiences i felt in my hand the warmth of my chakras mm -hmm. and uh, i i did healing on my way too on and on what I, sorry i i did some healing in my way my right okay so i thought it it would work and i think it's working mhm mm uh, can you uh, give me the, an example of that? Well, uh, just bad feelings or between us in the family. I, mm -hmm. I took permission of my my daughter's higher self to to look some runes that she had to to heal her mm -hmm. to help. Uh, to help her, basically. Right. And I felt the same pain, and I was able to release. Mm -hmm. And uh, this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So in myself also, uh, with the light, I used to heal myself. Mm -hmm. And Do you, uh, do you, you do much healing on yourself as well? 
Yeah, I, I used to meditate every day, and uh, I used to to use many light methods. I don't know. I, I nobody sh- told me to do that, but uh, just resonating with me, and I'm doing it, and I think it's working. Mm-hmm. When you when say you, you used to meditate every day, do you still do that, or that was yes? Like, like, I I used to do a lot of uh, energy changing work. Mm-hmm. And like, you said, uh, I I used to focus to places where it's harm and uh, war and uh, takes like this uh, places like this, and I I used to send uh, feminine energy. Mm-hmm. Usually. I I used to work with uh, lights and colors, not mm-hmm. definitely persons or uh, religious kind of uh, figures to work with. Mm-hmm. And uh, happened few times. I I basically I was conducting. I I felt like I am the I. The, the, I felt like electricity was going through me, mm-hmm. but for a long time. So I, I was able to keep it, to let it to go, the, this uh, energy through me. And it happened this maybe three, four times already. Mm. Can you, um, not can you, I suppose, do you do much healing for yourself though? For, for example... Do you do the hands-on healing for yourself? Like, um, like you, you you feeling a bit stressed? You feeling the pressure? Do you do healing? Like, put the hands and feel the electricity on your own body. I I don't really used to use my hand for myself. Just I used to look those problems to to change. To, to look it, to feel it, and then to release it, to change mm-hmm. it. That's what I'm doing because it has to come from inside out, I guess. So that is my understanding. You have to to well, look, at, look at something to be able to change it. So, mm-hmm. I, I think probably... Another way to look at this is that you do spend a, a, a bit of your own energy and time um, looking at, at others to help with the healing, such as um, was it your daughter and the world and, and things that are going on there, um, which, of course, is always good. But you really also need to focus on yourself first. I, I used to. For, Okay, well, we need to we need to need to go back to what you used to do then, <laughs> and refocus on yourself because you are a good healer. You have that healing energy within you, but the challenge for all healers is to do your own self healing because it is much simpler to heal other people without doing yourself and when you don't do yourself your own self does start to get tired get worn down you will feel more pressure you will feel more stress and this happens over time it doesn't happen every day but over over spans of time it accumulates 
So you're in a place in your life now where a lot of things are happening. So it would be a good year to start thinking about yourself, looking after yourself, your own well-being, your own physical well-being, your emotional well-being, and your spiritual and mental well-being. Because when you are all full of your own kind of energy, you will find that you're in a completely different place to look at things and move forward. So we're coming into a break now. Can you just hold on and we'll get back to you after this break? All right. Thank you, Amelia. Welcome back, everyone, to Adventures into Reality with myself, Kathy Ma, and the amazing Andrew Bartzis, galactic historian extraordinaire. And if you'd like to learn more about Andrew, please check out his website, andrewbarsis.com for everything that he's done is doing and going to do <laughs> and all encompassing if you want to know anything galactic go to andrewbarsis.com you want to know what the galactic historian is up to and what he's going to be doing please check out his site andrewbarsis.com if you'd like to learn more about me please check out my website which is kathyspearlsofwisdom.com that's kathy with a k and remember, you can get a private session with Andrew or myself by contacting Tanok at Tanok at GalacticHistorian.com. That's T-E-N-O-C-H at GalacticHistorian.com. And we'll be able to get to the bottom of your issues and help you see a better way ahead. So, Amelia, are you still there? Yes, I am here. Thank you for holding. Thank you. So, one of the things that you really, I, I would love for you to do is to focus more on yourself. Challenge yourself to do it just for a month. Don't think about other people, their healing or their situation. Think about yourself and challenge yourself to do your self-healing because if you can do this, you will find that as the days go by, the weeks go by, that you will actually feel very, very good because and this sounds a funny way to put it, but you'll be full of yourself. <laughs> I understand. This. <laughs> Every time I say that, it sounds it, like it sounds wrong, but <laughs> I mean it in the good, positive way. Um, because you have so much positive energy that emits from yourself and through your hands. So I would like you to focus on you. Because if you could do this for yourself, just for a month where you are today and where you're in a month will you will notice the difference so much even your outlook everything suddenly becomes more possible and more shiny do you think you could do that oh yeah yeah uh, usually i used to be in, in good balance mm -hmm. but when i have to talk like now i when i called you guys I, I start to feel so nervous. I, I have it's I have hard time to calm myself down. I don't know. Yeah, of course. A lot of a lot of people a lot of people have this this um, little bit of uh, nervousness. It's 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 okay, and it's all very normal. A lot of people get it, and especially talking in public about yourself, it's it's a bit nervous, but that's okay. I mean, you had the courage to call, 
right? Synchronicity helped you get through because it is really not easy to get through. <laughs> there are so many people <laughs> calling. Like a few weeks, so a yes. few months so the, ago, yeah. The, the, well, only a few months. That's pretty good. You got through pretty fast then. <laughs> it was your time on the wheel of callers. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> The synchronicity is already happening for you and the positive parts of yourself are already starting to happen for you. So just continue through with it. Be full of yourself. Give yourself that full, that full service healing. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much for calling. So I have some other questions if you don't mind. <laughs> Uh, one more, one more, because we do have to move on. What is your other question? I used to have uh, out-of-body experiences too. Mm -hmm. And uh, once happened, it's a really, really strong energy tried to pull me out from the, back, from the bed, but mm -hmm. from my back. It happens after I finished meditating and I went, I tried to go to sleep. It was not like the usual out of any experiences how I used to start. I used to let to go out and I was in many places. And uh, this time it was from the back and it was a very, very strong pulling. It's because you were, burning the, you were burning the candle at both ends. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, that was a missed opportunity because right away I I protected myself mm -hmm. because it was not known this strong energy by me and uh, then stopped working further. Yeah, so you were burning the candle at both ends. And that is a, you know, a compilation of what Kathy had just said about taking time for yourself. You have many other out-of-body experiences that you're having. You're just unable to remember them now because you went into the defense mode and you don't actually have the actual volume of energy so that it can appear on this side as a memory. So take everything Kathy said into, into heart and say, what can I do in the next month? Take up Kathy's challenge for the next 30 days. Can it be all about you? No. Yeah. Even if it's a, a next door neighbor that's having major issues, you, you gotta say no. You gotta stop burning it at both ends, let the candle be out for a while, get a new candle. Okay. It's choice time. If you want these spiritual experiences to have fuel and power behind them that you can own as your own experience, then this is where you take up the mantle of self-responsibility and self-healing and self-nurturing to a whole new level. What you did in the past may have worked, but it may not work in the future. You need to regularly be at the a la carte menu of what is needed in the moment to begin to change the signature frequency of what's going on within you, to raise the amount of energy that are in your spiritual bank accounts. Yeah. All right, darling, we must move on to the next caller. Thank you so much for calling in. Thank you very much, and have a nice day, and hope we talk in okay. the future. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You have a good one. Bye. We get some special callers, Kathy, don't we? Oh, we do. We do. Everyone has always got something to teach us. It's amazing. Yes. I'm humbled. 
Yeah. So let's move on to our last caller for the ta- the day. Three o two. Are you there, Andrew? Kathy. Yes. Hi, it's uh, Christine Barlow. Hello. How Christine. are you? Where Where are you it's, calling from today? Florida still. Um, this is. I'm the one on the East Coast. Yes. Yeah, I a little remember. state called Delaware. Delaware. I called you guys. I called you guys. I checked in with you when I when I finally got settled in my house. My brand new house had backed up to the Barlow branch. I had just put my last name back on. I was, you know, like excited. I also knew that I was going on a journey because I had to discover my ancestors and discover my roots. So I painted the whole house pink and I got two German shepherds and we had puppies and we had puppies on Cinco de Mayo. (laughs) And it was the most blissful experience that we ever had. And that just, that was it for me. Just sent me right into my story, my memories. It's unbelievable. I can't, I, I, I cannot, I cannot believe I didn't ask for a bigger body to hold this energy. Seriously. <laughs> How are you guys doing? <clears throat> I am blown away. Uh, I'm already not, blown away at the pink house. <laughs> a pink, my whole interior of the house is I tried to get it as pink as it could be, you know, almost a white so that when the sun would go down, it would just set off a beautiful pink glow because I knew that it was, it was the year to birth the feminine. I just knew, you know, my, my brother had died last year and he was the last of our family. My mom is still narcissistic and, you know, I was just like, look, I am done with all you people, just done. And then I moved down here and got quiet and did ceremony, and uh, it opened me up. I, I plowed right through polarity, right through 11, right into 12, found my purpose, said, okay, let's get on with it. Let's do this. I'm here to save the world, me and a few others, and Andrew, you're one of them. <laughs> so um, I wanted to keep going because it was so cool, and I could feel myself I guess looking from way out beyond seeing the spiral and seeing all of how it was all being done, you know, one layer at a time and it got faster and faster. And I was like, Oh my God, this is how the world was created. And then I felt myself going into, you know, a really great place. And I was like, no, 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 not yet. Not without everybody else. I got to stay. So I came back down, tried to, you know, how's the energy? And um, <clears throat> did now something feels, stupid. Now I did like something. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Now it feels like your genes are going to split. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's how I was feeling when I talk to you and I get connected to you. It just, you, you know, the the flux capacitor just starts to fly again. It's like, okay, it's okay. Just keep breathing. It's all right. <laughs> We're just communicating at a higher level. So I That's found right. out that the little, the you know, the little soul inside is that little is that little young and that little girl, and she is so excited, and she is, she is, so, she's. I, I feel like I'm walking around with a huge exclamation point inside me, and <laughs> it's like she just wants to do something. She is extremely intelligent. And she's the one that has shown me that she's been with me all along, recording everything as the observer. And when I was ready, when I was strong enough to go through 
you know, that layer where all the, where the void is and all, and all the fears and all the ghosts and all, you know, and all of that, you know, when she was showing me all that, I, I just knew it was for her. You know, I just knew it was for her. And, and I stayed with it as a mother energy, as a father energy. I stayed with her. I knew my brother, the other innocent one, the other boy energy. He was my light. It was like, he was my flashlight. And we went in there and I found the family jewels and I saw how they were protected. I saw how everything was protected. And nobody, absolutely nobody can get in there without, you know, the right codes. And, and that's love. And, and it, and it just felt really, really good. And it's like, okay, so let's, uh, let's get everybody on board. So I, I was seeing myself as the scry way back when, when, cause every time I went into meditation, I didn't have a language for it. I couldn't describe it. I couldn't speak the language. So, and every time I looked at our language, it was all messed up. So I started looking at it and I started remembering, well, God, look, I was there when we said this letter goes here for this reason and that letter goes there for that reason and and then I remember laughing like oh my god these guys are going to think that we're exalting them if we do this that and the other thing they're going to think we're honoring them but what we're really doing is leaving breadcrumbs for ourselves so that we can remember our origins when the time is right and it just came through and it's like oh my god I got just my mathematics my understanding of words and and my chemistry background and, you know, and just my, my connection to this inner light that, you know, has been with me since I was eight years old. It was like after that experience, when I was eight years old, I began to get double experiences. I'd get one good guy, math, science, you know, music, and then I'd get just the opposite, the bad guy, you know, music and math and science, and he was the one who sexually abused me. But I knew it was all for a reason, and my life was like that the whole entire time. Every time I wanted something, I got both, and I had to learn discernment. I had to learn to figure out what was what. I had a dream a long time ago that I would be confronted by two Jesuses, and I would have to figure out which one was the right one. And uh, I figured it out. It feels awesome. So I'm here to share this with everybody, but um, I'm all by myself over here in Delaware, but I did send the ripple of the red energy. I mean, I burnt a fire last weekend. So I, I, I got my, it was funny. I had, um, it was a Halloween candy thing for the kids. And it was a plastic witch's cauldron. And I was like, ooh, perfect. And I, I, I ran around this house and I was like, this one means this. And this trinket means that. And this one is, you know, and I just threw it all in there. This was 11-11. And, and I just threw it all in there, and I was like, okay, we are done. And um, <clears throat> I went out to try to calm down mistake, and I went to a favorite watering hole where it used to be some good people in there. It used to be, you know, just some old souls that were kind of lost, and, and it was a good place. And we played music, and we had good vibes. And something happened in the last couple of years, and it's just become a very negative place. I get bad vibes every time I go near it, but I'm drawn to it. I have to go in there because I know it's my soul saying, all right, one more lesson, one more lesson. And I went in there feeling really, really good, really good to the point where I really didn't want to be on earth anymore. I was like, I just want to, I don't know how to handle this. I'm, I just don't know how to handle it. So I went into my favorite bar, 
and everything was good. And it was time to go, and I was ready to go when I ran into two people that looked familiar, and they were very friendly. And I sat it and talked with these two women, and they were both really genuine and very shy, soulfully, you know, in a soul way. They were powerful, but shy. And then all of a sudden, this crazy woman, this unstable woman comes over, starts yelling at my two new friends. Then she turns to me and confronts me. And then she tells me she knows all about me and how bad I am. And I was like, oh, no, here we go again. <laughs> so I was like, no, we're not doing this. I did my best to neutralize the situation. It didn't happen. She got worse. And, and I just couldn't leave my friends because then she started bullying my two new friends. So I said, all right. And I surrendered. And I was like, that's it. And I took my hat off. I set it down. As soon as I turned around, she was already there. She bull rushed me, pushed me, slammed me into... Um, the fireplace, back of my head smacked on something. I don't know. And I saw myself laying there on the floor. And I was above it going, well, they think I'm dead. They don't realize I can't die. You know, this really, really fucking sucks. Yeah, and I'm sorry for my... But, you know, and I was kind of joking around with my higher self. And then the crazy woman came over. She heard me. She's like, you're faking it. I can tell you're faking it. And she started to shake my body. And that's when my higher self said, you know, if you want to keep that thing, you better get back in there. And I was like, yeah, all right, I'm here to do a job and I'll finish it. I'm glad I had some sense knocked into me. So as it turns out, she, she was terrified. She, she ran running. The whole place was scared. And I was fine. I got up slowly. I knew I had a concussion. I was bleeding. The way that it looked, it looked like I was split wide open and, and all that. But it turned out to be a tiny cut in the back of my head. And it was almost as if, okay, we just woke the back of this part of your brain up. We'll do something and make it go off. And I said, no, you're not. And no, you can't. And I just stayed like that and, and dealt with the last demon that was trying to keep me from coming out. And, and how long ago it, was that? That was uh, around 11-11, about two weeks ago. So my mother has been trying. And I had four attacks in that period of time, in a week's time. And I said, okay, we got, we, got to fi we got to figure this out. And that was when I burnt the fire. That was when I realized it was coming through the Marchese bloodline, which is my mother's bloodline. So she's got the mark of Cain. Th this is just a language that I'm using for myself to help me understand it. Mm -hmm. But she does. I mean, she's got the AI. So she's all about the artificial intelligence. She's connected to it. She's connected to the Catholic Church. She's connected to all that shame. It's horrible. She's been split. She's me. And I knew that, you know, if, if me and her are going to be one, we have to resolve this. And there was just no way of getting a narcissist to see it. So I don't know how. It just happened. She was, she was ready to call um, the white coats on me like she did to my father. And I just said, I don't know what came over me. It happens when it's supposed to. And I had the words, and I had the frequency, and I had the vibration, and I had the peace, and I let her know it was all right. You know, that, that my brother Freddie's with her, David's with her, my father's with her, her, you know, they're all with her. Everything's going to be all right. Just hang in there. And, so you know, and you tried to get her to trust, you know, the, the genius in me because I've always had it, but she always, she always hated it. Yeah. She was the one that's always tried to keep me from being the person I was meant to be. So are you ready for the next level here? I'm ready for the next level as long as I have help. 
Well, the, 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 the simple thing is you need to start doing more fires that are relating to the ancestral energies. One of the reasons you were attracted back to that watering hole was it had a scent, a spiritual scent from an old version of you. Now, Oh, I know. Oh, yeah, yeah she's attracted to the old guys. Yeah. She's the young yeah. one that got in trouble. It's all my fault. I feel it. No, she was the one it's... who got involved with the old soul and went running through the freaking. I know it. I feel it. So I the do. thing is, you have to start doing ancestral offering fires, where twice a month or three times a month, you could have a fire that's a pretty big-sized fire that you're going to read all of the contract revocations out, especially the shaman's death. It's very, very important that you use the shaman's death. And then... At the end of it is where you've got to recall all the other versions of yourself that were in charge in polarity and bring them into the element of fire so they can be cleansed of the old spiritual sense. Because your light bodies are still out there in the galaxy, the universe, and the local places looking for your one degree of separation to create synchronicities. It's a time to clear your spiritual sense and then emit a brand new one, one that will attract the help that you're looking for, one that will attract the other people that are out there to save the world. My goal is to create a billion healers on this world because we are going to need it as our world goes through the spiritual change and through the physical and scientific changes. So for you, it's about ancestral offerings. It's about making those ancestral soups and spreading it on the land, on, a, on different intersections of different places that have some meaning to you and the lingo that you're creating. Start spreading the very essence of the ancestral energy. So after you've done that for a month, month and a half, you know, if you align it where you can do five or six ancestral soups before the 21st of December, which is the coming of the next solstice, and on the solstice you have a two-day fire, will you be able to do a two-day fire? Oh, oh yeah. We have nothing but wind damage and down trees. and Beautiful. I've been, Beautiful. I've been waiting to burn. I collected every, like all those little tar babies I did. I called them tar babies okay. and threw so, them in that fire last yeah, weekend. So. What I want you to do is to, is to have an ancestral soup. So the coming of the of the solstice, that you have a two-day fire. The first day is to take care of all of your human worldly needs and issues, healing of yourself, self-healing, the external things that are affecting you. And then day two, after you're clear, is strictly about your galactic connection. Is the beginning to explore galactic councils that use the common term moral codes that do no harm to any sentient kind. So this will be you using the contract revocation for the artificial intelligence and sentience, activating the DNA super technology while you are in your ceremonial expression of trying to connect to the dreaming mind of Earth, the seven previous generations, the seven future generations. You're going to want to assemble a series of recipes that are different forms of meditations or magical practices you can do at the fire. And you got to think of it like calisthenics where, you know, you've got a six or an eight hours where you're going to do fire. You've got to have a bullet point list of 10 or 20 things you want to get accomplished during that time there. Five minute, nine minute, 12 minute meditations dealing with the blood, the one dealing with your dream world or actual out loud revocations that add to the assistance of the fire. That first day is clearing yourself. So the second day you are ready for a higher form of communication because you have earned it. Now that you are aware that the local energies are the final part of distraction, are you ready to distract 
just stop distracting yourself at any level and have the level of awareness which you've just talked about when you told us the story in the beginning. You knew as soon as you went and did the energies that you were going to get a great benefit out of it. There is a gift waiting here for you. And now I want to bring Kathy in to talk about some of the other gifts that are in and around you that you may want to take up. Hi, Christine. Hi, Kathy. You know, so much is going on for you right now. It's just crazy. I mean, even just you telling me, I'm like, whoa, overwhelmed. <laughs> um, but one of the things I embodying I'll, it. <laughs> I, yeah. yeah I mean, I'll, I have the, the that really, really deep feeling essence going on. It's completely different than than you know the thought yeah. construct. It's it's it's. It's One passion, th- you know, it's it's intense. Mm. One of the things I, I'd really like for you to sort of consider is when you go to bed at night, can you, um, uh, I don't know how to put this in a good way, but is it possible for you to do more to relax before you go to bed? I mean, I know that you think you're already relaxed, but what what is your night? Oh, I'm not. Re- uh, no, usually what ha- I mean, I I run in cycles, mm-hmm. and usually around mm, four o'clock in the afternoon, my time, East Coast time, I start to wind down. You know, I I just start to go through a pattern, and from like four to eight, and then by eight o'clock at night, it's it's way down. The energy's nice and relaxed, and then by 8 to 10, I'm ready to crash. And I used to wake up at 3 a.m. every morning. Used to wake up, and I knew what I was doing. I knew I was able to communicate and mm-hmm, check mm-hmm. in with where I was and what was going on. I was always intuiting all of that information. Okay. And then I'm after it was done, off, I'd, go back, I'd go back to Steve, sleep. Steve, we've only got a minute or so left. Let me, let me just give you a few words before, in case we get cut off, Okay. Um, I am interested in what you have to say. I'm just the time is is going to run out in a second. Um, one of the things I'd like you to do is try to add something to your regime at night so that you you can your body and mind can relax more. So um, bath, bath salts, Epsom salts. Yeah, I have um, a hot tub and I have a garden oils. tub in the bathroom. Excellent. I'd like yep. you to utilize that to its fullest in the evening. Absolutely. And you before you, and right after bed, I then want you to go from bed, dry off, and uh, sorry, from bath, dry off, then bed. So that it's literally your routine. And prior to you going to bed, finish all eating and drinking at least half an hour or more before this happens. Okay. And then over the next few weeks, seriously cut down on anything that is stimulating you, like coffee, alcohol, any, you know, um, peppermint, uh, even the mints, you know, anything that would overstimulate you because I'd really like to see your system slow down a bit in sense of the excitement level go down because when this, when you can get back to that state of calm, a lot more things will become more apparent and clear to you and it will help you refocus on what it is that you want, what you're doing at that particular moment in those few months and where you want to go. Because your own inner psychic sense is so strong, I know the messages are trying to get through to you, but it's your your whole system is too excitable 
So you need now to calm it all is, down. It's all written down, really, seriously. I'm excited because it's already out and it's on paper. and I'm ready to go to Trump and show Trump what this is all about. <laughs> because ISIS is inside me, and nobody can get to it without this information. So all the fighting can stop as soon as I let them see what's going on inside me. And that's the thing. I'm scared. Who do I go to? Well, thank you for calling in. I'm afraid the time's <laughs> run out.